0: Hey everybody, welcome! It's a glorious, glorious day. Hey, it's Eric. Uh, I got Jonathan and Donald with me, and we just saw the second coming of the greatest competition in the sports. Uh, the Concacaf Nations League draw is complete. Donald, Jonathan, uh, how you feeling right now?
1: I, I mean, I'm feeling good. I I'm feeling good, but also disappointed. Um, it did not, well, and we're going to get into the leagues, but didn't break how necessarily I wanted for the United States. Um, but I did appreciate uh, the the broadcast was, I mean, was pretty good. Good to see it like being put out there to the public, and and appreciated the the bilingual aspect of everything.
2: Yeah, for me, it was it, it was there was a couple of teams that I was looking forward to getting, and we just missed out on on, on a couple of them. Uh, but there was also a couple of vibes that were missed in. Uh, the lower leagues, as well, we'll talk about some of those with regards to jersey matchups or just you know, <laughs> absolute like uh rivalries. And we almost missed a, a you know, the St. Martin, St. Martin, uh, island rivalry, uh, that almost happened, uh, in yeah, Group C, in League C. Steal- stealing my thunder a little bit there, um, uh, but
0: just overall, like, I just absolutely adored the entire broadcast. Uh, I know. There's the, the comment from uh, Stephen Goff about, like, it being Aurora area local cable access. I'm like, yes. This, like, this entire event, everything was very
2: cacophony. caffy First of um, all, the lady was awesome. Yeah. I loved her. She was awesome. Uh, also, I thought it I, it. I was dying laughing every time she tried to clap and the other person in the room clapped. <laughs> and then you realize that there was, like, two people <laughs> in this entire gym or wherever they were at, like, yo, cocky calf, we like next time again, invite the pod. The brand is strong. We can, we can do this for you. We can but, at least be five people clapping if yeah. there was the three of us there.
0: I mean, the thing is like, they did it in Miami. I'm sure you could find fans of pretty much every one of those teams.
2: I know where they did it too. They did it at up. the headquarters. Like, like their headquarters is like, so nondescript. I know I used to live by there. Like we could, yeah. we could have been there easily. <laughs> I mean, next I think thing. I think next time we just
1: go regardless, like yeah, we just show off, up, we just show up and, and
0: just be there. Yeah, let's doorstep them next time, and you know, just be there on site. Be it'd be great content, that's for sure. Um, so wonderful broadcast, just a great night for Concacaf in general. Uh, let's talk about the leagues and the groups. Uh, we'll start first. We'll kind of go in the order that they did with the draw and kind of comment on everything. So I'm going to lead off with League C, uh, which is the Minnows. Uh, the interesting thing about League C is there is that one uh, group, Group A, that's got the extra team in it. So we did have an opportunity for a St. Martin Derby between the two St. Martins because they were in the same pot. They could have theoretically both been drawn into Group A. We didn't quite get that. But Group A, we've got Bonaire, Turks and Caicos Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, and St. Martin. Uh, In Group B, we've got St. Kitts and Nevis, Aruba, and St. Martin. Group C, we've got St. Lucia, Dominica, and pod favorites Anguilla. And in Group D, we've got Puerto Rico, Cayman Islands, and British Virgin Islands. So, what I'm going to ask you guys first is: of these four groups, which do you think is the best travel? What's the best destination group? Because I think I got my answer. I, I mean,
1: with Group A, you get an extra, you get an extra location. Um, I'm really looking at that Group B draw, though, mm-hmm. um, with Saint Kitts and Evis, Aruba, and Saint Martin. I. You know, I think for me, A, I think that's maybe the strongest group on paper from a team perspective, but that travel looks
2: phenomenal. I mean, I'm going with Group C for travel, uh, St. Lucia, Dominica, and Anguilla. But I will say this, um, you know, Eric, two years ago, we were at, we were in the building for Cayman Islands versus U.S. Virgin Islands. And apparently the Cayman Islands could not get enough of the Virgin Islands because now they're going to tackle (laughs) the British Virgin Islands. Uh, in Group D. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the vibes there. Truman Baden is gonna be gonna be lit.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least you just call League C the Vibes League,
2: um,
0: just because it's just like bursting with energy. Um, I certainly was looking at Group B as the best like destination one, like Aruba. Sounds wonderful. You got um, the French St. Martin so you don't necessarily have you've got like a mix of cultures there and St. Kitts and Nevis you get two islands for one. So really great matchups there. Um Puerto Rico it does look like this is a good spot for them to um promo- get a good shot at promotion. Um Cayman Islands, Bridgeford Islands, those are two teams that they should beat and get them up to league B for the next cycle. Um The interesting thing about Group A is Bonaire and Saint Martin are both not FIFA members, so it's going to be tough for it's tough draw for Turks and Caicos and U.S. Virgin Islands because they don't necessarily get to bank as many points uh, for rankings based on their results. Uh, Their CONCACAF ranking might go up, but their FIFA ranking won't benefit as much because they were stuck with two countries that aren't really countries.
2: Um, you guys got anything else on this League C? I mean for uh, me for me, I think I, I I see I see our friend Josh Kale in here and we were we were all chatting earlier and he, he broke this league down into both the most succinct thing ever. Uh, the United States should tank down to League C because all of these are islands and island yeah. qualifiers are the greatest thing on the planet. Yes. Um, and, and Josh is right when he says this. So uh, I wanna shout out Josh for that astute observation in the heat of this draw. League C is the one that everyone wants to be a part of because they're all beautiful islands and we need to go to all of them. Yes. I mean, that. there's always another
0: CONCACAF Nations League cycle uh, to look forward to. Um, so, right, so that wraps up League C. Let's go to League B. Uh, Jonathan, you want to run through these groups? <clears throat> yeah, so League B, so Group A, we have Cuba,
1: Guadeloupe, Guadalupe, and, Tuba and Barbuda, and Barbados. Group B, we have Haiti, Bermuda, Guyana, Montserrat, and then Group C, we have Trinidad and Tobago, Nicaragua, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Vincent Vincent Hint. Hint, uh, and the Bahamas. And then finally in Group D, um, Guatemala, French Guyana, Dominican Republic, Belize. Um, I will say that too, a couple things to note with this. So the top team will advance to uh, – promote to League A and the 2023 Gold Cup. So this is Gold Cup qualification as well. Uh, and the second place team in this group uh, goes to the 2023 Gold Cup prelim. So I'm going to ask the same question uh, to Eric, to you, and Donald. Uh, from a travel perspective, um, what do you
0: guys which,
1: – which group uh,
0: interests you the most? I mean, I'll lead off, and I will say League C, Group C, because that is the one with St. Vincent and the Grenadines in it. Correct. That is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was, I wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, not only do you have St. Vincent, the Grenadines, you have the Bahamas, you have Trinidad and Tobago, and Nicaragua. I mean, it's also pretty strong. I mean, from a competitive nature, is a pretty strong group. Wow. Uh, but the travel there is, uh, is great. Um, Haiti, Bermuda, Guyana, and Montserrat is another one
0: that, I, that I'm looking at as well. Yeah, no, that'd be solid. I th- Honestly, Group A would be great for travel, too. You got Cuba, Guadalupe, Antigua, and Barbuda,
2: plus Barbados. Like, you can't go wrong there. Um, I, think, I think, for me, these are all very strong when it comes to travel. I will say, I talked about the vibes here. Yeah, Jersey vibes were almost aligned to create a, a parallel metaverse of outstanding. Because <laughs> if Bermuda and Montserrat had been drawn one – one slot later, you would have had a group with Trinidad and Tobago, Bermuda, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and Montserrat. You have the Bowl Bowl uh, bowl, uh, going on, and you'd have four of the top five jerseys in all of CONCACAF in one group.
0: Yeah. I
2: mean, there's there's always
0: next year, you know? Uh, But as far as competitiveness, I think the one thing that stuck out for me, I think Group D is actually going to be a very tough, out for Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala, of course, they started in league C because of uh, penalties that they had incurred the federation. Um, so Guatemala, French Guiana, who was very good in the gold cup prelims last summer, uh, Dominican Republic, which is a program on the rise and Belize who has been competitive here and there. Um, I mean, I mean, Guatemala doesn't necessarily have as easy, of, uh, as easy of a path as they did last time around. Uh, was there any other matchups or uh, groupings that you guys noticed? I mean, I think the, Antigua, the Antigua-Cuba
1: game is going to be interesting. Um, just because we've seen, you know, Cuba is definitely a young team that's, that's on the rise. They did get uh, demoted down to Group A. Uh, but then Tiguan-Barbuda, we've seen uh, we've seen a good bit from this team throughout the years. Um, you know, it'd be great to see them kind of, you know, continue to make that jump forward. Um, I mean, I think the way these groups kind of broke, though, I'm very excited about the potential uh, for who's going to be coming up into uh, League A uh, for the next iteration.
2: I mean, and- for me, Group B is the one that I think is the most intriguing because, Haiti, as we know, is a very strong team. Bermuda has played teams very strong. If you recall back during, you know, the early part of Nations League and even World Cup qualifying, they gave some teams a, a run for their money. And then you also have Montserrat, who is an upstart that has it can win some games. And Guyana has been strong in years past as well. So that is a group that I'm thinking it, it won't be easy. It will be a couple of teams separated by just a few points. Uh, Haiti, I think, is the strongest team in the group. But make no mistake, all these other teams can pick off anybody, and I think uh, that will be the most the, the closest matchup. For sure. And, I mean, Guyana, they
0: just had the good result against Trinidad and Tobago. Um, yeah. Like, the level, the playing field is getting leveled uh, for this group of teams um, as we get them more competitive games like this. Uh, the thing to note about League B is with these 14 groups, They'll be playing four matches in the June 2022 window, and then two matches in the March 2023 window. And then, on top of that, the top team will be going to Gold Cup, so they'll be getting more games next summer. The second-place team will be going to Gold Cup prelims. So these teams that are kind of in the mid-range of CONCACAF all of a sudden are getting a lot of competitive matches. And overall, it's very good for concaf It's good for these teams that can win games and boost their rankings because as they boost their rankings in the FIFA rankings, it makes anytime the top teams play them, it makes those games even more valuable, um, which has been an issue for seeding when it comes to like world cup pots and things of that nature. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's get to the main course. The thing that's most important to us, league a uh, Donald, Tell us about these groups.
2: Yeah, so let's go through the groups. We'll start with Group A, and that was Mexico, Jamaica, and Suriname. In Group B, we have Costa Rica, Panama, and Martinique. Group C, we have Canada, Honduras, and Curaçao. And Group D, United States of America, El Salvador, and Grenada. So, uh, gentlemen, I put it back to you. Uh, let's start with the travel vibes. Which, which one are you looking at uh, as far as League A? I mean, Group
1: A, hands down. Um, is is the one that kind of steals it uh, for me. Uh, Mexico is going to get to go to Jamaica and go to Suriname. I mean, those are two um, you know two great, uh, incredible destinations. Um, no offense to Granada, but I, I would have liked Curacao as well. Um, but I mean, I think Group A for me is the uh, the travel
0: vibes uh, winner. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you could ask me, if okay, the U.S. Ask- what other pot one team would you want to trade places with right now? I think I'd go group B. Like Costa Rica got drawn with Panama and Martinique. I think that's the best combination. Um, I do think, obviously, Jamaica is amazing. And when the fuck else would you ever go to Suriname? Um, So, like, I get that for group A. But Martinique was at the top of my list for pot three. Um, and Panama rocks. Like I love going to Panama. I would go back there in a heartbeat. Um, but honestly, U S getting drawn with El Salvador and Grenada, Grenada. I'm really excited about like when else would I go to Grenada right? Very close to the Grenadines, which are near and dear to our heart. Um, and if you're a a U.S. fan and you have not been to El Salvador yet, this is one last opportunity to see the Cuscatland. Um, Estadio Cuscalan in San Salvador is probably like up there with the Azteca. It's like a cathedral of CONCACAF. Whereas Azteca is like the big church. Cuscalan is like the church of, it's of Central America. Like the vibes are incredible. Like seeing a game with the 20 foot high fences around it in the stadium. They had the fireworks going off there. It, the game back in September. El Salvador is joining Costa Rica and the fact that China is trying to build them a new stadium as like a goodwill gesture. So El Salvador is going to be replacing La Cuscatlan in the very near future. So this might be your, this is probably your last chance to go see it and see the U.S. play. Um, having been there in September, I can tell you that everything there is super cheap. So like once you get there, well, the place we had the night before party, literally everything was a dollar thirty nine. You know, you you go show up with twenty dollars in your pocket, and you're going to be drunk as fuck. <laughs> right. So like, there there's a lot of opportunity there. But Grenada, like, they're ranked one seventy in in uh, FIFA right now. Like, the U.S. doesn't play Grenada much. If you want to see the U.S. playing Grenada, this is your one shot because. Other than, other than, like maybe geopolitical things, the U.S. doesn't go to Grenada very often.
2: Yeah, I think for, for me, I think going to Grenada is, is the key here. Um, you know, I I've stopped over there uh, on my way back from Saint Vincent and the Grenadines, so I'd love to get out and actually see the country. So I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, Cuscatlán is is one of the great stadiums in Concacaf. Um, I'm glad we went back or went there back in September. Looking forward to going back there. Uh, I I don't know when this other stadium is going to be built. I know they have plans in the mix, but we know how plans work. Uh, Plans can take a year or they can take 12. Um, But I think any opportunity you have to go to the Coupetlan is one that you have to take. So I'm looking forward to this group. I did want Power Chicken in Honduras. Yeah, Uh, Just going to San Pedro Sula, I, I really enjoyed my time down there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the great thing about League A is that all of these pots, you couldn't really go wrong with any of these teams. Yeah, uh, Group uh, Pot Three was just all vibes. Like, yeah, there are no wrong answers there. No wrong answers there. And honestly, I, I've been to all of them. in Pot Two, and would go back to each of them. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, while it may not have been the top choices, they're choices that I'm really looking forward to going back. To. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I. I definitely want to uh, make it down to to San Salvador. was not able to last time. So um, I know the big question for me now, and I'm sure for for a lot of people listening, is going to be when do we get the schedule? Um, We know that we'll have two games in June, uh, and then two games in March. uh, September is going to be for the um, World Cup uh, friendlies for for a lot of these teams. But, um, you know, celebrating a World Cup trophy in Grenada in March sounds pretty
0: nice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just imagining that. I mean, some of us will miss that because if the U.S. wins the World Cup, like we won't survive that <laughs> after party. No, we will like, not. like Yeah, you'll you can carry my body to Grenada um, for that for that celebration. Sp- um, spread your ashes. Yes, happily. Uh, Stephen Goff. Uh, at Soccer Insider, actually just tweeted out, uh, CONCACAF will announce the competition schedule in the coming days. Venues and kickoff times will be confirmed at a later date. So we'll at least have dates for all these. Um, There was some speculation about when in the June window the two matches would take place because the June FIFA window actually has four match days in it. Personally, I was under the assumption that they would use the first two match went days for the League A top teams to play their first two games. So that way uh, Costa Rica or whoever would have been the uh, Inter-Confederation playoff team would be able to travel to Qatar with extra days uh, rest. Whereas um, everyone else could fill out the schedule on the back end and those top teams who are going to the World Cup, all of the Pot 1 teams were, are in World Cup in some sense uh, would be able to add their friendlies against better competition uh, later in the window. So like nations league would almost be like a scaling up for them. Uh, Some of the speculation we've seen is that the back end of the window might end up being those two dates. Uh, But as we just noted, CONCACAF has uh,
2: said that they will be announcing it in the coming days. It's going to be a mix Eric, because as you mentioned, Costa Rica, that match they have against New Zealand is on June 14th. So the reason why they didn't have a schedule ready immediately is because one, they didn't know who uh, was going to be that fourth place team. And two, they didn't know who that fourth place team was going to draw in this draw until tonight. So they wanted to make sure that they can organize it where Costa Rica can play a couple of matches before they leave uh, for Qatar. Um, to play that match. So they may play at the front of the window, while as the U.S. or Mexico may play in the back half. I think it's going to – with the four match dates, they have a lot of flexibility, and I think they're going to use the entire window to their advantage. We're not going to have match days that are just Nations League. You may have some teams playing Nations League and some playing friendlies. It just all depends on how the schedule shakes out.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a three-team group. So if two teams are playing on one day, the other team's – got to find something to do. Correct. Um, I would just assume that the pot one teams, the World Cup qualifiers, will uh, get the get preference um, because obviously CONCACAF wants to do whatever they can to uh, make sure that the hometown teams do best. Um, so yeah, those are our three leagues. Um, obviously, we're excited about the travel aspect of it. Uh, looks like we've got a whole bunch of people in here. Uh, we do have Daniel uh, Fowerstein from Fowerstein is Fire. We've been a guest on his show. Uh, Daniel, let's see. Let's try to get you in here uh, for your thoughts. Let me go ahead and add you in. Daniel, you there? Hey, Daniel. How are you? We're doing good.
3: You know, uh, I was excited for this draw. I wanted to see uh what was going to happen in all three leagues. And, um you know, I have to say that outside of in League A, obviously, you know, Canada's got Honduras and Curaçao and Costa Rica's got Panama and Martinique. And I don't know if they'll get their games in, but I guess they're going to try because they have to go to the playoff, like you guys said. And Mexico's got to face Jamaica again. And Jamaica's been hot and cold here and there. But I, I, I mean... Look, I, I, I outside of visiting El Salvador, I think it's a 9-pointer, nine 9-10-pointer nine, for the USA to get out of Group D and, you know, qualify for the Gold Cup for next year. Uh, I really do believe that. I mean, let's be honest. When have you ever seen the USA be in a more easier group, whether it be uh, Confederational or World
0: Cup? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if you're a U.S. fan, you cannot expect less than 12 points from us. Exactly. Like, qualifying, it's a different animal. You went to El Salvador and you got a draw, which is a good result, but there will be less stakes on this game, but you'll also have your full squad. You can go all in on this. Grenada, you're going to wipe the floor with twice. El Salvador, you're going to beat at home, and you should be able to go there and get three points as well. That's 12 points. That gets you to the top of the group. That sends you to wherever the finals are going to be, which I'm expecting to be the spiritual home of... Concacaf Nations League, and that's Denver, Colorado. Hmm. Um, so next summer, you expect the U.S. to take care of business. The top two in each group qualify for the Gold Cup, so I don't really expect um, there to be any, I don't know, there shouldn't be any issue with these pot one teams getting through. No. The U.S. had a tough draw last time around with Canada in their group. Canada was a rising power That we didn't really expect them to be rising as quickly as they did, but that in hindsight, that loss in Abimo Field in November of 2019 does not seem. Yeah, November 2019. No, it was October. October. Yeah. Thank you, Donald. Yeah. Um, In hindsight, that loss does not look as bad as it felt at the time.
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Daniel.
0: Like, mm-hmm. what are you looking for out of lists? Um, And is there a team in League B that you really expect to make some moves? Um,
3: you know, honestly, I mean, I-, I would like to look at Haiti in League B. I think they have an opportunity to make some moves and try to promote themselves into League A for the next edition. You know, they've got some young and exciting talent. One of them I know of is Derek Etienne Jr., former New York Red Bull Academy player, with currently with the Columbus crew. You know, he's really improved his game, uh, not just on the ball, but without the ball as well. And he's always been a very uh, dynamic player. It's just the finishing has not been there consistently. But I've always believed in him, and I've always believed that he is able to do the job. Now he's finally starting to, you know, really put the ball in the back of the net. And, uh, you know, he's going to be one of those attacking options for Haiti, I believe. Uh, when they move into this upcoming summer. You know, for me, the biggest disappointment within the Caribbean has always been Trinidad and Tobago. And they can never get out of their own way. They can never get out of their own shadow. Oh, sure. Um, They've all, you know, they had that miracle draw um, against Mexico in the Gold Cup group stage. But still, though, what have they done? Look how embarrassing they've been eliminating themselves out of World Cup qualifying, especially in the opening rounds of this past World Cup qualification.
0: I mean, just just last month, they were able to struggle to get a draw at home against Guyana. They've not been impressive at all. Um, so those are, these are games that they need to win. They need to find a way to get out of their group, they move up to League A and get better competition, uh, moving towards the next World Cup qualification cycle, which... We'll be up for grabs with with the biggest teams auto-qualifying for the 2026 World Cup. Uh, Exactly. Thanks for hopping on, Daniel.
3: Hey, Uh, no problem at all, guys. Thanks for letting me talk. I'll talk to you guys guys next time. Hope you'll be on my show. Talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Thanks. Eric, I want to go back to the League A for a second because I think when we approach this, uh, I know you mentioned earlier that fans should expect no less than 12 points in this. That would be four wins. Um, having said that, I think, you know, last time around, you you mentioned the Canada loss, and Canada at the time was not a team. They may have been on the rise, but they were not nearly as good as they are now. Um, I, I think when it comes to this, I think now that teams know how great this tournament is, this may be an opportunity for them to go for it as well because, as you mentioned, the U.S., we, we, we have to throw everything at it because right now these are the only – competitive matches that we have for the next four years uh, after, you know, after the world cup is done. So they want to throw everything at this, but El Salvador is one of, is going to use this as a base to try and reboot their program, try and get in fresh blood in there. And these kids are going to come in hungry. So we can't underestimate El Salvador or Grenada. I know Grenada is one seventieth in the world, but you can't underestimate any opponent. I think, you know, going through world Cup qualifying, we should all as a fan base, understand that CONCACAF is a lot better now than it was four or five years ago, and that we need to make sure that we enter every single game with the expectation that we are going to get a battle. And that is what we need to focus on. It, there's no easy games in CONCACAF anymore. There just isn't. And so even if we have a team that on paper we look better than, this is why we play the games. And so I think when it comes to El Salvador, we need to be ready for them because they're going to be ready for us.
1: Yeah, and I think to, to kind of go continue on the, um, the, the League A conversation, so, I know, Eric, you mentioned that the CONCACAF Nations League final should be a spiritual home of, uh, of Denver, Colorado. But if you were to be able to pick anywhere in CONCACAF Ooh. to host uh, the
0: Nations League finals, where are you putting it? Uh, Truman Baden Sports Complex, uh, Georgetown, Cayman Islands.
2: The office. <laughs> Put it in the office. Free Listen, me. Yeah,
0: if, I, if the stadium doesn't have a pool at the end, I don't, I don't want to. We if
2: we can't get a shot that misses the net going into water, then I think we're failing. I mean, I mean, it brings to a good point, Jonathan, because I think we always, I mean, all these big events are going to be in the United States, and I we we all get why it's because of money. Um, but I do think these are opportunities where the Nations League can highlight some of again some of these you know cathedrals of soccer in this region that we have been able to experience yes we all know about the Azteca we know about all the great stadiums in the United States but you know people don't recognize how much the office is a fortress or that cuscatlan is a fortress or estadio nacional is a fortress or Saprissa is a fortress like if they put more games there then people would recognize how difficult it is for teams to actually play there and give them a, you know give them a semifinal give them a final and see what happens yeah, I think for me it's
1: uh, Monterrey. The, it's like that's like the place that's that the- is that is on that's like the top of my list of Mexico to go to. Um, we're gonna see the uh, W championships are gonna take place there uh, this summer in June, which is gonna be great. But um, I just would love another opportunity, another reason to go to Monterrey. And so, I mean, that for me, if I was go from kind of a realistic aspect, I would love to see. Uh, more games there
0: for sure um, it looks like we've got a great crowd in here I I believe I see Chris Reed in here um, Chris I don't know if you're if you want to join us for this conversation if there's anyone else that wants to uh, pop on feel free to request and we'll we'll try to pick some of you to get your thoughts on this uh, CONCACAF Nations League draw. Um, Obviously, this competition is near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, It just, there aren't many, like you look at the Gold Cup and it's nice that you see some teams that you don't typically see when we get to the end of World Cup qualifying or the World Cup itself. But this is really the only thing that unites our entire region Um, and really gives you the opportunity to potentially play. Teams like Grenada. Home in a way. Um, It's just, it's magic. And the best part is, it just kind of got made up to get teams more games. So obviously, there's a lot of history there, and history is important to all of us. Uh, Let's get uh, Jason in here. Hold on. Let me go ahead and add you, Jason. Can you hear us? You good? Looks like he's connecting. Hey, Jason. Yo, what's
4: going on? What's up? Okay, J- so I I'm, I'm mad that the Red Bull homie left because as a Trini, I don't think that you are legally allowed to ever talk about a team that knocked you out of the World Cup. I don't think that's how that works. Like, I gotta I gotta check in with the with the feds on that one. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love like looking at Group B. Group B, I love. Uh, you know, a couple of teams, obviously, that stand out. And one of the things I'm really curious with when we talk about, um, you know, these games in June is when you look at, for instance, I mean, we'll, we'll go the group being in a little bit. But when we talk about uh, Costa Rica, right, if these games are the week after Costa Rica's playoff match, you know, how are they going to prep for this? Right. Is it going to be priority? Obviously, World Cup. So then it's a B team. If so, then you have teams in that group that can kind of flex their muscles. And same with Panama. Right. Is it? Are they going to bring in their their A-team as a priority? So I look at that, and I, I see that some of these teams have a chance to flex their muscles like um, Martinique and Curaçao. But the team I want y'all to really watch is Guadalupe. I think that this is a team mm-hmm. that can do some damage, especially with the group that they're in. They, Even though they have a back line of the average age of like 57 years old, they are one of the most <laughs> fun attacking teams to watch, and they've got players on their attacking side that are in the first division Belgium league and the first division Swiss league. And I think that they can do some serious damage uh, in this in this tournament and definitely make a Gold Cup run. Uh, Guatemala, obviously being their only, you know, their biggest, I should say, competition. But I just I don't see it with Guatemala right now the same way that I don't see it with Honduras when we talk about. Um, the A group, the a group. I, I just feel like those two teams right now are kind of in turmoil and trying to figure out their transition, um, you know, have it, had their golden errors but didn't replace the players that they needed to. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like Guadalupe. And then, again, I like uh, having teams like Martinique being able to flex a little bit, especially if Costa Rica is going to be worried about this World Cup playoff. I think those are two teams I'm really interested to watch. And, and yeah, obviously, Trinidad hasn't done anything Easily should have went through qualification in their group when they didn't for World Cup. But, you know, it's a new day. We're, we're looking for a new attack. Uh, they looked good in these past um, friendlies that we had. Um, and then the Guyana game, you know, we looked all right, but Levi Garcia saved us. And, you know, it's a transition yeah. for them. So it's one of those things to where you got a lot of teams are in transitions, but then you also got a lot of teams like Curacao, Martinique, Guadalupe, who are kind of in their prime right now and making a run. So... Those are teams I'm excited about, and uh, Saint Lucia and Saint, and uh, Group C, they got relegated from Group B last year, and I think they have players that are ready to make that revenge and get back up to uh, Group B.
2: Jason, you bring up a great point with all these teams that are in transition and just how they're how they're going to approach this, right? We've talked about some of the teams that that you mentioned are on, you know, having the the, the early bird, you know, back line that that they can only play at three o'clock because they have to dinner at four because they're that old. And then you have teams that are, like, you know, coming up that are poised They're just waiting for that opportunity for another team to start slipping, and they can fill that void. Like St. Kitts and Nevis, who was very close to getting into, you know, the second round of qualifying. You have Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico who are just on the verge. They're just, you know, they just need that opportunity to get in. So I think that is uh, – that's definitely key for this. But I will say on Costa Rica's part, Costa Rica is in a very good position, I think, because they are going to use these te- these games as warm-ups for that Confederation playoff. That is on June 14th. We do know that date. So we know that the only team in this on this group, or in, in this whole league, that knows when their games are probably going to be is Costa Rica, because they know they're going to have to be in the first part of that double window before they make the flight over to Qatar. But I think they're going to bring those guys and make sure that they are clicking before they go over there and in for that, you know, winner takes all, uh, World Cup playoff. So uh, that's yeah. those are great points that you mentioned with all of those. Yeah,
0: no, I think honestly, if you're Costa Rica, that's the best possible draw. Is Panama might, is probably the best team out of pot two. So if you're looking for a warm up for that game, if you're trying to scale up to that very important game to one shot to get into the World Cup, having to play a Panama team, that's not a terrible prep for your guys to to free to roll out your guys your A team and get a good training. I mean, I don't know how Panama's going to handle it. They've got a lot of veteran players. I don't know if they'd call all of them in for this, but they also see this as an opportunity like hey, we also need results because if we don't finish top 2, then we got to go to prelims to get into the Gold Cup and Panama expects to be in the Gold Cup. And you can't really leave it to chance with Martinique because with these non FIFA countries, they can bring in talent a lot easier than some of these other smaller countries. So, your Martinique's, uh, I know Jason brought up Guadeloupe. Like, there's a lot more guys that they can pull from, and that's where you can get more surprises. So, really appreciate you joining us, Jason. Um, Donald, Jonathan. Anything you want to add before we wrap this up here?
1: No, I mean I think that that really summarizes everything. I I give this the last thing I'll I will say on Group A and, and Suriname is it's really a shame we weren't going to get a chance to to go meet our uh, man Ronnie Brunswick. Uh, I wonder if he's going to you know maybe even suit up
0: for those games. Dude, um, he he can cap himself. You know he he, he
2: can do that. He, he already <laughs> has. So, <laughs> so I will. Was- we'll say this for that, you know, uh, again, there's going to be a match. I I guarantee you, there's probably going to be a match date where the United States is not playing, but Suriname is. And I'm saying, Ronnie, just, just invite the just invite the pod down. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll play if you need us to. We're, we're much younger than you. Um, we may not be able to go 20 minutes, but we'll be able to put, put in a good hockey. That that's what we can. do.
0: All right. Um, yeah, I I just absolutely adore this tournament. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. That whole draw, I mean, it's, yes. it's so CONCACAF. And we haven't even gotten to the games yet. So looking forward to the games. Obviously, we'll have full coverage of everything. Uh, if you joined us late, we'll be posting this on wherever you get your podcasts. This will be available for you to listen back later. Um, but yeah. You can guarantee one thing, and that's that we'll be talking about CONCACAF Nations League from now until the start of this tournament, through this tournament, after this tournament, till we hit the grave. We'll be talking about CONCACAF Nations League, uh, as mentioned. Um, Make sure you support us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcacaf, if you haven't already. Uh, We really appreciate all the supporters we've got. I noticed that there's some of you in here that are supporters Really appreciate you, Um, and yeah, we actually just recorded a World Cup qualifying recap episode uh, before this, and we'll be posting that this week, and yeah, if you need anything, holler at us, but thanks for everyone for tuning in. Take it easy, y'all. You're welcome. Thanks.